Today I remembered my hamster. My pet hamster Sammy, a gift for my tenth birthday. It is over twenty years since my tenth birthday, since my hamster came to live in our house. But today I remembered it as if it still existed. I remembered its blonde fur, its pink nose, its jet-black eyes, which seemed under certain circumstances to be about to spill like drops of ink from its head. I remember the sunflower seeds and bits of carrot we fed it, and which, out of some primitive, needless instinct, it would cram into its pouches and unload about its cage in never-to-be-eaten piles. I remembered its noiseless feet, its stump of a tail, the way when I took it out of its cage for exercise it would never run across the room but always round the edges, following the skirting board in little furtive darts, between which it would freeze, one paw raised, head poised in apprehension. And I remember the day when my parents, who had already thrown Sammy's corpse into the kitchen boiler, said, We're sorry, there's something we've got to tell you. Why should I have thought of these things? They say you only recall what is pleasant, and you only forget what you choose not to remember. Perhaps. But do I say remember? This was not so much a memory as a pang. You see, I used to torment my hamster. I was cruel to Sammy. It wasn't a case of wanting to play with him, or train him, or study how he behaved. I tortured him. Not at the very beginning. I loved the tiny thing that the man at the pet shop took from a warm heap of its fellows and installed in an aluminium cage for us. I wondered, anxiously, over the pale huddle of fur, which for several days did nothing but whimper, cower, and coyly excrete in its new home. But at some time after Sammy's arrival, I made the discovery that this creature which I loved and pitied was also at my mercy. When did the torturing begin? I used to turn my hamster on its back and pin it down with a finger across the belly while it made frantic wriggles to be free. I simulated a bird of prey, holding my hand two feet above it like a claw while it crouched, mesmerized in a corner. I cupped it inside my closed hands with scarcely space for air to enter, and then slowly made a gap between my thumb and finger. Not enough for it to extricate itself, but enough for it to squeeze its head through in straining, strangulated efforts. Once, I opened our oven door. And what was all this for? Will you believe me if I say it was all still out of love and pity? For love and pity hadn't disappeared. I needed only new means of eliciting them.